What's up, cyber and crypto lovers? It's a great day for crypto. This is the Cybersecurity and Cryptocurrency Podcast. This is episode 67 of our podcast. I'm your host, Eric English. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at CyberCryptoGuy, at CyberCryptoGuy. So, got a lot of, lot of news over the last week, and a lot of it's been great news, especially in the cryptocurrency space, and of course, bad news for the cybersecurity space. And I say bad news because just more things that we have to worry about. If you're a blue team person, there's a lot of... A lot of stuff in the last week. So, uh, But some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, a little bit more about Facebook. Some new things came out with them. Apache, Google Chrome, the pharmaceutical company Bayer, Arizona Beverages, and Cloudflare. So that's on the cybersecurity side of things. In crypto, we're going to talk about blockchain tech and banking, a new staking offering from Coinbase, and a new blockchain startup that I thought was very interesting. All right, so we'll start with the heavy topics first, and we'll end on the high note with the cryptocurrency stuff. So for cybersecurity, we'll start with Bayer. If you haven't seen this already, they got hit uh, pretty bad with some, what's call it, they call it Winty malware, basically taking down their, their entire operation. Just more bad news for people and you know, it's sad to see these with all the ransomware attacks and, you know, it just seems like it's never ending. And it, it makes me wonder, for the malware creators, what's their end game? What are, they, what are they getting at? If you're just making malware to mess stuff up, why is that useful? You know, it's kind of a waste of time. If I was a bad guy, I'd be going after money personally, but... Anyway, everybody's got their own motivation. Maybe they don't like Bayer for some reason and they decided to infect them with something. Who knows, right? There's all kinds of motives, I guess. But it just seems interesting to me that most of these hackers aren't after money. Sometimes they are with ransomware and things like that. But just general viruses and malware oftentimes aren't trying to steal money from you. But sometimes they do, of course. But anyway, I just thought that was crazy to see the pharmaceutical business starting to get hit with some of this stuff too nobody's safe from any of this all right some other news here about apache if you have any apache web servers there is a new patch out there is a uh, the exploit code has not yet been released but in the next coming days it will be Um, the patch for this exploit is not in the standard repos yet so if you do your basic updates with linux you will not receive this latest update it's only available on apache's website they are going to push it to all of the other repos uh, within the next couple of days before that exploit code goes live so the vast majority of web servers on the planet are running apache so it's time to get in front of this one and make sure that you don't end up like Bayer or somebody else. So that's a pretty big one there. Uh, Essentially, it allows an attacker to gain root access uh, to your web server. So pretty big one there. So make sure you patch all of your Apache stuff. All right, some other news here about Google Chrome exploit. And the exploit code for this has already been published. And it's currently an unpatched Google Chrome 
vulnerability. So what what I don't understand is why would they release, you know, typically it's security researchers that find these, why would they release the exploit code before Google had a chance to fix it? But anyway, uh, it's basically around Google Chrome's uh, Java JavaScript, and the fix has not yet reached the browser's uh, stable branch. So as they're doing development, they have their beta branch, and then they push from beta to the stable branch once they validated that the code is stable. So the fix is coming, but the patch has been delayed. But the security researcher from Exodus Intelligence went ahead and released it on GitHub. You can see the demo video and everything in this article. And so the the researchers are basically saying that they are highlighting a glaring hole in Google's patching process. Uh, essentially, it allows for a small interval of time during which uh, attackers can basically develop Chrome exploits and launch attacks on unsuspecting users. And they're saying that the gap comes from Chrome's IT supply chain. Apparently, this involves importing and testing code from different open source projects. So, very interesting stuff there. Open source is great, but some of this stuff can get a little hairy when you're, you know, pulling some of your code from different vendors and you have to rely on them to fix their open source stuff. So, but anyway, the patch for this is coming. It's just not currently released. So pretty big scare opportunity there and pretty big opportunity for hackers here since they've already got the exploit code. The researchers released it to basically highlight the fact that Google can't patch fast enough. And I I don't know what, what good that's doing other than putting people at risk. But anyway, everybody's got their own motives, I guess. So anyway, look for a Chrome update here in the next couple days. Uh, I'm sure that they'll start publishing that pretty quickly. All right. Facebook, the never-ending gift of news. Wow. Okay, so I got two things on Facebook. 540 million Facebook records were found on some exposed AWS servers. How many times have we heard exposed AWS servers and all these hacks? Exposed S3 buckets, and it just seems like that's the treasure trove for so much unsecured information. There was also an article the other day about Kibana databases on AWS that weren't secure. They're just wide open, and there's thousands of them, apparently. So anyway, uh, just more bad news for Facebook. So that's the first one. The second one, this one was reported by the Hacker News. Facebook was asking users for their email password so that they could send them the verification email and accept that verification automatically for those users. But thereby they're getting their email password as well. So that's very sneaky. And for the average person, they may not realize that, oh, I just gave my my email password to Facebook as well. So now Facebook apparently has access to a ton of email accounts for all these people that allowed Facebook to do this for them, to confirm their account, send that confirmation email, and it goes and pulls that confirmation email from your inbox automatically. So it makes you wonder... 
how many they've got, but certainly not very good practice on the on the part of Facebook. I understand trying to make it easy for the end users. Totally get that. Totally get it. But you still got to have some ethics there, right? There's still some give and take, right? So anyway, a couple of bad things there for the Facebook folks. All right, some other news here about Arizona Beverages. They got hit with some ransomware as well. Yet another target for ransomware. Seems like ransomware has gotten very big in the last few months. It's always been on the radar, of course. But crypto jacking appears to be less of a thing now. And it's going seems to be going back to the ransomware, at least from what I see from a 30,000 foot view, of course. But you can add Arizona beverages to the lengthy list of people that have been affected by ransomware. And apparently they had some unpatched servers and they had really crappy backup systems and, you know, the typical stuff that, that causes this kind of thing. But it's certainly unfortunate that more people are getting hit with this. But hopefully, as more of this happens, hopefully companies will see that there needs to be an investment in security from the get-go of the company, from the start. You have to start integrating security. And whether you do it after the company has been established for 10 years or if you do it from the inception of the company, it, it needs to be a, a big initiative for all companies. Otherwise, you're going to get hit with this ransomware and you're going to end up paying the, the ransom. You know, It could be millions of dollars. Who knows, right? These the guys that uh, have access there and have encrypted everything, they could request any any amount of money that they want, and they won't decrypt anything until they get their money. So personally, I would rather put up a lot of defenses and hope that this doesn't happen versus not investing in security at all, let this happen, and then have to pay some ransom to the bad guys. So hopefully it'll it'll help push the security initiative across all of business, but, of course, I'm not a mind reader, and I don't know what everybody would do. But I guess that's my hope in all this, is hopefully it'll get people to start thinking more about security. All right, the last thing in cybersecurity, Cloudflare. They're famous for their uh, DNS service. It's 1.1.1.1. And you can basically configure that on any device, and it sends your DNS requests through them super fast and anonymous apparently and it also encrypts all that dns traffic well they came out the other day and they said that they're going to offer a mobile vpn to hide more of your browsing history and apparently this mobile vpn is going to be free i'm highly skeptical personally as far as privacy goes thus far from what we've seen with free vpns privacy is not exactly the first thing on their list, right? Privacy is typically something that they're stealing private information because the VPN is free, right? So I don't know what Cloudflare's intentions are here, but certainly interesting. You can actually download their uh, Cloudflare app. Uh, you can search the Google Play or Apple Store for 1.1.1.1, and you can see their app. Now, I did download the app and install it, and what was interesting is... When I told it to connect, it acted like it was creating a VPN connection. And it was basically saying all your DNS you know, requests are now encrypted, blah, blah, blah. But my phone prompted me and said, this is, you know, you're now using a VPN connection. 
which I thought was interesting. And technically, the Cloudflare VPN hasn't officially been released. So I don't know if the, the current app is just protecting DNS. That's kind of what it seems like, at least, uh, protecting your DNS uh, requests and whatnot. So apparently their new VPN will protect everything. So we'll see how that goes with them. All right, jumping over to cryptocurrency. Man, it's been a great week for Bitcoin. We saw some high highs. And of course, you know, the ebb and flow of Bitcoin. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. But there's a lot of speculation that the bear market is over and we're now in the bull market. Of course, nobody really knows, but all of the you know trading gurus and analysts and whatnot are all looking at the trends of Bitcoin over the last several years. And you can see in those trends that Bitcoin is due for a huge, huge spike. So I hope that really happens. We've seen a lot of, a lot of increase here since last week even. So we touched 5,200. I think today it was back down around 4,900. But that's the highest it's been in quite a while. So definitely good stuff there for the whole crypto space in general. And hopefully we just continue this upward trend here. All signs are pointing to a new bull market right now. So yay! All right, some news here about... So apparently over 40 central banks are considering blockchain currencies. In a recent report by Davos... So this is just great news in general for the blockchain space. Coinbase and Ripple have been advertising the conversion of fiat currencies for essentially free or very minimal fees. When you send Ripple over to another country, Coinbase would then pay it out in whatever that person's local currency is. So definitely interesting stuff there as well. Some other stuff here about Coinbase, they are starting to offer uh, staking support. And it's going to be for the Tezos blockchain and tokens. So staking, again, is where you just hold on to your coins and you get paid a little bit of interest, essentially, for holding on to those. So this is going to be built into the Coinbase custody product. And they're going to start with staking. And Binance also came out and said that they're going to start supporting staking as well. So staking seems to be kind of the new normal now. Looks like the mining trend is coming to a close here. Most things are moving towards proof of stake now, which I think is great for, you know, the environment first and foremost. I mean, that's running all those Bitcoin mining machines is not very good for the environment. All the electricity, those things suck up and everything. So plus you have to store the huge, huge blockchain of bitcoin you know it's terabytes worth of information just to store their blockchain so not exactly ideal so this brings me to the next article here there was a a new startup and they're they're calling their blockchain a disappearing blockchain thought this was really interesting so Essentially, once a transaction is confirmed by multiple people, it does all the confirmations that it needs to, it will then delete that blockchain. It's no longer needed. So it's already been confirmed by multiple sources. So boom, we can drop those blocks from the blockchain. We don't need that anymore. 
So very interesting tech. This would also alleviate the need for, like I was saying with Bitcoin, to store the entire Bitcoin blockchain on, you know, terabytes worth of data on some sort of server. This would alleviate the need for that. Apparently you, can, you only have to store a few kilobytes of the blockchain because the once the transactions are verified, they just fall off. So Coinbase and several other companies have already invested into this pretty heavily. So pretty interesting stuff there. We'll see We'll see where that one ends up long term. All right, folks, that's all I've got for today. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at CyberCryptoGuy on Twitter. You can hit me up on there. I retweet a bunch of the articles we talk about on the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and have a great day.